Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. My name is Nadine Newkirk, and I'm a clinical psychologist and a dating coach. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about messages that you can do on dating apps and exploring what makes an interesting versus a boring message. Before we get into that, if you haven't already, I'd so appreciate if you could leave a star review on any of the podcast hosting sites or a written review. I assure you I read every single one of them and really appreciate any feedback and a star review helps the podcast get visibility and helps spread all the dating news so you can have more effective people when you go into that dating pool. Okay, so... When you're going on the dating apps, the step is that you swipe and then you match with someone and then you start conversations or they start a conversation. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this where maybe you have a string of conversations where you're like, oh, (laughs) this is so effortful. This is boring. I just can't be bothered to answer how was your weekend or, or what do you do for work, you know, for the 20th time, 50th time. Or maybe you're struggling to know how to initiate or start a conversation or, you know, wondering how to keep it going or how to make it a bit more um, colourful and interesting. So let's first of all look at what would make a boring message. And if we think about the term boring, this is when we don't have enough information. We've got not enough input. If you've been having a boring weekend or a boring day at work, It's usually that you don't have enough stimulation. You don't have enough novelty. There's not much going on. So you're feeling like you've got nothing to kind of latch onto and feel engaged. So a boring message is something where it's generic. So this is where anyone could write it. It could be on a Hallmark card. It's a bit stock standard. So it might be the how are you, what's up, (laughs) things like that. Um, What do you do for work? So anyone could really ask that question. If you answer a question, you might say, my weekend was good. You're not really giving much info to someone. They don't know what does good mean. They can't picture anything. They can't elaborate on that. It really closes off the conversation. So another thing that makes a boring message is closed-ended questions. So if you ask someone, do you enjoy skiing, yes or no, they could just answer yes or no and doesn't leave much room for elaboration and then for the topics to kind of branch off into more interesting areas. Whereas if you ask someone, what do you enjoy doing in your free time? They could answer with any kind of, you know, smorgasbord of activities. Another thing that makes a message a little bit more dull is when it's not not emotive. So, emotions help bring us humans to life. If you think about when they have robots or things on TV shows or movies, unless they're a very sophisticated robot, they don't normally have much emotion. They're quite monotone in the way they speak. Um, It's very kind of analytical. And when we send messages, emotions can come through it. So if you say, yeah, the weekend was good, you don't really hear much emotion in that. Whereas if you say, oh my gosh, it was so exciting. I got to meet my friend's new puppy. They were so cute. They were kind of bumbling about the whole backyard, but then they did chew my shoe. 
you can really start to hear the excitement in that person's uh, message. Of course, where you can't exactly hear it when you're on message, but it can come through in the way you write things or even just using um, language where you say an emotion. And the last thing that makes a message a little bit more boring is if it's not very individual, if it's something that really any human could say. If you could say, you know, someone says, how was your day? You say, good, I went to dinner. Well, (laughs) there's billions of humans who are eating dinner over the world, so it's not very unique. So let's flip to the other side of how could we cultivate an interesting message or even start to notice if people are sending more interesting messages. So the first one is being specific. So if someone's asked you what you did for the weekend, instead of just saying, I met up with a friend, you could say, we met up, we went to these free tennis courts, Um, it was great, we played for a whole hour, Um, the tennis courts have these ocean views, Um, but (laughs) I lost, you know, four to five, whatever it is. Um, I don't think the scoring I said that was correct, but sorry for all the people who know how to score tennis. The next thing is when you send a message, you want to have more talking points. So if you answer a question, and I do recommend any time you ask someone a question on an app, you also answer your own question. So if you say, you know, how is your day going? And then you answer how your day was in that same message. And when you give your answer, give various different bits of information so they can go off different talking points. If you just say, today I played tennis, then they only really have tennis to go off. Um, Whereas if you say, today I played tennis, give a bit more information on that, then you also say that you um, came home and found out that your toaster was broken, (laughs) and then you give more information on that. And then you say that you're really looking forward to the next day at work because you're doing this massive presentation and it's going to be such a relief when it's over. That person then can choose from three different topics and there's various different kind of branches of conversation that can come from it. You also want to ask people open-ended questions. So instead of leading it towards a yes or no answer, ask something that someone can really answer more um, fluidly So don't just say, what's your favorite color? Is it purple? Yes or no? You want to say, you know, do you have any favorite colors? And they can answer multiple. It can really be helpful as well to make a message descriptive. Just like if you were reading a novel, when the author is describing the scene, they will describe it trying to use the five senses. So they will not just say, the person walked over the mountain, they will describe the mountain, you know, whether it was grassy hills, whether it was snow, whether the snow glistened, they will describe the sound of the wind um, or smells, um, or maybe even like if the character eats something, they'll describe the taste. So the more you add those five senses, the more someone gets hooked. It makes it more interesting. You can really immerse yourself and kind of imagine yourself in that situation. And that's what makes it interesting. Adding some emotional content. So, you know, saying like, 
were you really frustrated when you lost tennis for the fourth time in a row? Or, you know, were you feeling really elated when, you know, you found a parcel at your doorstep and you forgot that you'd ordered something? If you add an emotion, it brings you to life. It makes you more human and alive and making it unique. So you don't need to have climbed Mount Everest or done something crazy. It could just literally be that you've cooked dinner. Um, But you could, you know, say a specific way that you chop a vegetable. You could talk about, you know, a bit of your nightly routine. It doesn't need to be fancy, but the more you give like some unique facts and be descriptive and add some talking points, the more interesting it'll be for someone. So let me give an example. And this is literally what I did yesterday. Someone could say, what did you do on your Saturday? I could say, I went to the beach and dinner. So it gives like a little bit of information, but it is a bit generic. It's not adding any five senses descriptive words. It's not also asking any open-ended questions. So what could I say instead? I could say, yeah, it was super fun. I went to this new beach. I always forget that, you know, there's so many things nearby that when you get out of your habit and you actually explore how interesting it can be. Uh, the beach was so pretty. It was a crystal clear aqua water, absolutely freezing in the water <laughs> and more freezing when I realized I forgot my towel at the car, which is a 10-minute walk. So I had a 1,000 goosebumps. Um, I then also went to dinner and um, had friends make raclette, which is like a French um, there's little mini frying pans, you each have one, and you melt this amazing cheese where it sizzles. You can, you know, mix and match yourself so you could have various meats like, um, you know, thin salami that I crisped up in the frying pan with the melted cheese. And then you can pour it over these potatoes and you can either keep it whole or you can mash the potatoes. Um, and then there was various different like side salads and, oh, so delicious. So <laughs> what was the difference when you heard beach and dinner versus those two descriptive ones? You know, did that change anything? Could you imagine anything in your mind? Did you have more questions or talking points after I was saying that? So when you think about messaging in the apps, don't be afraid to write a full paragraph. Don't be afraid to be a bit more descriptive. That the more you can put out these high-quality interesting messages, the more you're giving yourself a chance for someone to reply back like that. And it also helps you have more substance in the messages so you don't need to do as many before you ask for a date. Actually, if you have some really good substance, interesting messages, you really only need you know five exchanges or so and you can ask someone on a date. So I hope that was interesting for you all and not too boring. And I really look forward to talking with you next time.